Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely wife, Miss Southern Shell. Shell, what do we got lined up this week? Real quick, I wanted to talk about our live stream last night. And the Palmer Home campaign we're doing, it's going to wrap up on Labor Day. So just right around the corner. Um, you want to tell them? Yeah, the, the live stream was awesome. This is the first one we did on YouTube. And we did it last night to bring awareness to the Palmer Home event, of course, the fundraiser we're doing. Well, uh, what are we doing? We are raising money to feed a, a home, uh, a family um, of kids at the Palmer Home. And um, it helps them feed them for a whole year. Uh, last year we did it and we had a lot of success. We want to do it again this year. But the most exciting thing about it is that the top five donors, we are inviting them to, what do we call this? The VIPP, <laughs> the Very Important Pig Picking. It's going to be um, an invite-only event here at the shop in Hernando where we're going to uh, cook a whole hog and all kinds of other good stuff. We're going to have football game on the big screen we're gonna have a good time it's gonna be socialized you're gonna learn how to cook a hog you're gonna learn you know all kinds of stuff we're answering questions hanging out really cool atmosphere it's not like a class it's not it's not a class at all no. it's really an appreciation it's an experience <laughs> it's oh i like that <laughs> that makes it sound even better it yeah. is it is an experience we're gonna roll out the red carpet we're gonna come pick you up from the hotel bring you here Give you as much food as you can handle. Show you how to cook a hog. So do you home with a piggy bag? Yeah, answer any <laughs> questions you got. Um, you know, to, and then take you back home. Yeah. Miserable, hopefully. So so we still have. Miserable and happy. Like Shell said, until Labor Day, that, that contest is going on. Um, and last night we did a live kind of. Well, one quick. I did have a, someone had recommended this. And I, I was going to see what you thought about it. What if we picked. So it, the winners are the top five donor donors. Yes. But what if we also picked one random donor so that even people that only could donate, you know, $100, $200 or something like or that. Or fifty. There's no amount too small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a chance that someone, um, someone That's, else could. I like that to. idea. Yeah. Just like we will random generate. Just like we've done on yeah. other giveaways. So other people have an option to. There's a chance. We'll to take the too. top five out because they don't. Or do they get a chance to win two seats? No. <laughs> <laughs> if you've already five, won yeah. in the top five, you're excluded from this. And then, but I like this. I like this idea. Yeah. Who came up with that? You? Uh, someone else recommended. Oh, really? It. You recommended. know, it gives everybody a shot. It so, does. Then that shows you that no donation's too small. You still may have a chance to come to the VIPP. Yes, and, I, and it it would increase our numbers from ten to twelve. But yeah. hey, that's that's a good number. That's yeah, right. That's, that's gonna right. be a lot of fun. The reason why we want to keep that small is we want it to be special. Yes. And we don't want it to be like you're just hanging out with us. This isn't an event we're trying to make money on or, you know, do yeah, a big class yeah, yeah. or something like that. It's it's really a good time, and it's going to be really, really something that you want to be at. So that's something um, should, uh, we're going to make it official. If Yeah, that's official. I say stamp it right now. Put yeah. my stamp on it. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Stamped. <laughs> so we're taking we're the top lucky, five, yeah. and then we're also going to randomly lucky pick winner. someone else yep. for two tickets. So That's right. Heck yeah. So what were I you like saying it. about the live stream? Sorry to... Uh, so last night we did a live stream, which, you know, to bring awareness to this event we're doing, but also to talk about uh, football season coming up and football food. Uh, you know, Tailgating and... Watching football is great. It's one of my favorite pastimes. But really it's about all the food you get to cook <laughs> and share with your friends and buddies and, and that's that part of it. I mean, I've got my fantasy draft. I've got my first one tonight. i got one this weekend. Everybody's getting ready. If you're into fantasy football, mm-hmm. you're probably – doing a draft so um the the draft is my highlight of fantasy season i'm not the <laughs> best yeah i'm not the best at in-season management <laughs> but i'm great at draft day and i love it. I'm, I'm even given today i've got i've got my five uh, top five things to do for successful draft day you gonna go over them we'll wait on that okay. That's a bit later. <laughs> um, but, last night on the live stream my favorite question was someone asked would you rather fight because Mark Williams helped too. Yeah, he was on the live stream if anybody tuned in. Swine Life Barbecue. Which we had a lot of people tune in for that. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was a great live stream. It was probably one of our most successful. Crashed the Palmer Home website. Yeah, we that did. was good. That was pretty cool too. I mean, I know it kind of stinks for them because 
mean, it's back up now. Is it, is it back up now? Yeah, so if you yeah, want to go donate, yeah. you can go donate. But so there were so many people on it that it crashed it. What do you think it took? What four people? (laughs) 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 So someone asked, "Would you rather fight a mark-sized Malcolm or two Malcolm-sized marks?" (laughs) (laughs) I said a mark-sized Malcolm would be a mean dude. (laughs) One, (laughs) a mark-sized Malcolm. Yeah, yeah. Mark styles Knox. He don't look like it. Well, that would be a Malcolm. Don't play mercy with him. That would be a Malcolm-sized. Yeah, that's the one you want to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Malcolm sized Mark would be a mean dude. That's what you're saying. Huh? Oh no, he wouldn't be mean. He'd be loving. I think you can't even <laughs> stop. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a mean dude. <laughs> a, you may. It takes a lot to get me angry or upset. Um, but that guy, he made a big donation to the Palmer Home. It was oh, like awesome. over a thousand dollars. Oh, that's to the awesome. Home, I appreciate so. that. Yeah. Shout out to that guy. That's cool. But yeah, so we got to talking last night. We did a lot of questions, a lot of answering. Uh, talking about different things. There wasn't anything that we didn't talk about. I mean, so, well, some of the ones I saw, we had some this morning in the community. I jumped on there real quick. And um, some of it was about the overnight cooks that I've talked about doing, like the low and slow uh, brisket on a pellet grill or the rub them and run them butt. And the question was, after you cook these bigger cuts of meats overnight, low and slow on your pellet grill, I mean, what do you do if you're not going to serve it for several hours? And so I always hold them. I mean, no matter if I cooked it's it, better yeah. to give them, get them done. Anyway, I, anyway, I cook them. I hold big meats like that. So always know that you can like when it finishes out final temperature, when it's done, you know, it's tender, it's probing, super soft. Go ahead and wrap it up for a butt. I like to, I like to drop it in a, a half size aluminum pan, cover it really good with foil, and then drop it down in a dry cooler. And I usually try to go with the the size cooler that's closest to the size of that pan. So you don't have so much airspace in there. If you do have a lot of air, like you got a big cooler, that's all you got, get an old blanket or some old towels or something and put in there something just to take up some of that airspace. It's going to help it retain that heat a lot longer. But you're going to get, I mean, you know, four hours is no problem. I, yeah. I mean, there's still, it's still going to be really, really hot after four hours. We've done experiments um, where we... Uh, we left a probe in one and put it just in a regular old cooler and it stayed hot for over eight hours. We got yeah. tired of watching it before it ever dropped down to the danger zone, you know, below 140. It stays hot a long time. Yeah. Uh, the brisket question part of that, it was so he wanted to cook a brisket at like seven o'clock and put it on for an overnight cook. And he wanted, to, you know, he was thinking it was going to be done at seven a.m. And he wanted to know if it was okay to hold that brisket until 11 or 12 for lunch. Well, yeah, it's okay to hold it while wrapping it up. But you can't say that that brisket's necessarily going to cook in those 12 hours because the big factor in that is what size brisket are you cooking? Um, You can kind of count that it's going to take somewhere between, I'm talking cooking at 210 degrees to, you know, 205, somewhere in that 200, somewhere in that range. That's your your cook temp that the grill's set at. That's super low. Now, you're going to get about 45 minutes to an hour per pound cook time at that temp. But I don't ever go by that. I always use a probe to watch it. But you're going to need to go, like, I go eight hours, and then I wrap it. Butcher paper, full, whatever. And so that's when it'll speed it up a little bit. But it'll still take you, depending on the size of the brisket, it could go, you know, eight more hours. Like the video. You always did, wait eight hours? What if you're cooking a small brisket? Um, I go by color. Okay. When it has that look. And it probably is going to take it. I mean, if you're cooking an eight-pounder, it's probably going to be done in eight hours. Yeah. But if you've got one, and the average size brisket, like you go to the grocery store, pick up a brisket, it's probably 13 to 15 pounds. Some of them are 16 to 18 pounds, you know, and there's even some 20 pounders. So it really just depends on the size of that brisket. So Would always. You say an hour a pound with that method? That's a almost? good guess. That's a good, yeah. that's a good guesstimate. That's what I say that is. A good guesstimate. But like give yourself even yeah, more time than that. Yeah. yeah. So if I put one on at seven, I'm probably going to get up and at, I don't know, 5 or 6 a.m., I'm probably going to wrap it and get it get it on through the rest of the day. Put me a probe in it when I wrap it, watch it. When it gets up to 200, 202, it's, it should be done. Now get your handheld thermometer, check for doneness through that. And a lot of times I'll go through the foil or I'll go through the, the butcher paper at that point, see how it feels. And then if it's done, I'll take it out, rest it for about 15 minutes, just sitting out in a, you know, uncovered. And then I'll stick it in a cooler and let it, you know, finish just sit there and hang out for four hours before i serve it so yeah uh there was a lot of questions about um 
brisket. Brisket was the biggest question. Yeah, yeah. And especially that overnight brisket like you're talking about. And you can't beat them. Now, you don't even have to wrap them. Like, if you've got the time, you can just let that baby roll. But a lot of times, you're speeding it up. And so, also, if I'm cooking a big brisket, I know I put it on, you know, 6 or 7 p.m. I'm going to go overnight. I'm gonna, I might sleep till 6 o'clock in the morning let it go. When I get up, it's probably about 165, 170 internal. At that point, I know I can wrap it up in butcher paper. I'll bump my temperature up a little bit. I'm not going high. Like I'm, I'm going like 225, 235, and leaving it there, and that's going to push it up a little bit and let it get there done. Then I'm going to move it over to my dry cooler and hold it some. But you don't. You definitely want to hold it because that helps it kind of calm down. It stays juicier. Like if you were to pull it off and cut it right then, as soon as you got it done, it's going to dry out faster. You're going to lose a lot of that moisture. It never fails. That brisket straight off the pit is not as near as good as one that's been held for a minimum of two hours. But I'd like to go four or five if I, you know, if you got the time. That's what your theory about yeah. a really great Texas brisket is because they it's hold it. Because they hold it so long, yeah. Those briskets go on the day before, like middle of the night, you know, 3 a.m., whatever. They're, they're coming off a pit, going in a, in a warmer, and they're staying in that warmer till lunch. So they're, they may have been in that warmer for six hours or more, maybe eight hours. And then they take them out and serve them. And when you cut them, I mean, you just see the juice running out and the bark's all meteorite looking, but it's still got a softness to it. You know, it's, it's had time to chill out and just hang out. So, um, There was someone who asked that they were trying to do that process. Um, whole brisket overnight on a camp chef. Started it out at 190, but they said they had an ash out. Um, what does that mean? That means their hopper filled up at those low temps. It built up so much ash oh, okay. that it caused their fire to go out. And, you know. They recommended if there was a different type of pellet they could use. to. Uh, I, I mean, it could be a quality of pellet. It could just be the pellet grill itself. Couldn't handle it. Um, you know, I cook on Traegers, and, they, you know, the, the Timberline never, has never done it to me one time. So the 885 has never done it to me one time. I know my pit uh, boss did it to me twice on two different occasions, but my Traeger never has, yeah. so yeah. it could be. It's. I mean, I, I would. Uh, there's could a couple you just factors bump up the temp? Yeah, but a lot of them just can't handle a long cook like that. Okay. It's just. I mean, you know, not knocking anybody's grill, but it's probably. If I had to guess, it's the grill more than it is anything. But mine was like an entry level one, so yeah, could be it. Yeah, I don't know. Like in that case. I mean, if it, if it's ashing out on you, I mean, I'd try to I'd try to burn a cleaner pellet, maybe like switch to something. That, I mean, I've never had that. I don't I don't get much ash in the pit at all with the Traeger pellets. Yeah, Bear Mountain pellets don't make much ash. Um, you know, I don't I don't know. That's that's a tough one there. Might just be the grill. Might just be the grill. Um, the other thing that everybody asked a lot about was the wings. Because you, you had some wings. My wingman, Mr. <laughs> Mikey, he brought in a platter of these beautiful award-winning wings. I got he, He's coming on the podcast. We're going to talk because that was a question. We didn't really go over the, I guess, his seasonings and the process he used yeah. to do it. So we're going to bring Mikey in. And, you want to do it right now? Yeah. Come on in, Mikey. <laughs> there he is, the wingman. That's right. That's you, right. Yeah, yeah. Let me get my flight you, plan. Over yeah, get your flight. You, you'll get your ears on so you can hear us a little better. Yeah, yeah. For everyone so. that doesn't know, this is Mikey. He works here at How to Barbecue right with us, and he is like our the, resident wingman. He's even got the shirt to prove it. Yeah. Look at that, the wingman shirt. You can get those in the shop right now. <laughs> I love that shirt. That is a good shirt. Yeah. But so, Mikey. I guess I met him when he was cooking. He was always the one that did wings. You, I mean, you really have been a wingman for, I mean, when I know you in barbecue, it was wings that you were cooking and winning with. Man, I, I love cooking wings. It's, it was just, it was one of those things that I loved eating. Yeah. So just trying new stuff and, you know, just experimenting with different things, yeah. you know, and just seeing what I could do with a wing. And, you know, I'm, I've done that for years. So it, last year was your first time cooking Wings at Memphis and May Force, right? Was yeah. that your first one? And you tied for first place. We got the trophy to prove it. Yeah, got a I perfect score. Perfect score in wings at Memphis and May. Uh, I know you won that contest up until I've, I don't know how, how many times I've seen you win a wing contest. Have, have you won Memphis and May for <clears throat> two years, or was it just the oh, it's only, one? Yeah, I don't okay. think you did them the year before, did you? Mm-mm. Yeah. No, I didn't do it. That was his, but he does. So Mikey did, I call him a hot honey gold, and That's it's right. kind of a Memphis thing. 
You go in these Memphis wing joints, and they have a honey gold sauce, and a lot of times you can get hot honey gold. I'm going to let Mikey describe the wing. And then he also did your take on just a, a buffalo, kind of a spicy buffalo wing. My that kind of buffalo. Two. Dude, these wings were cooked perfect last night. And I want to know how you did it because I wasn't here. We were at home shooting some other videos, and we came up here, and we were doing that live stream. So Mikey's like, well, I'll cook some wings for y'all. So I was like, heck, yeah. They were really good. So let's talk about them, Mikey. The first off, was that the wing? It was similar to the wing that you yes. won at Memphis and May with, yes. world it, champion well, wing? That was that was as close as I could have got back to it. Yeah. Um, pretty much duplicated what I did at Memphis and May last night. So let's start off with <clears throat> what kind of wing were you using? So, I mean, usually I just pick up the wings, the whole wings out of Kroger or, or Walmart, just whatever grocery store is close to you. You know, I, I, I like Kroger wings. They're some of their they got a little better selection. They got uh, a couple different kinds of chicken in there. Yeah, you know, yeah. Most places just got one kind of chicken. That's, that's right. It, but uh, they got that Sanderson's brand, I think, and you know, what we see, and then they got the Heritage brand. Heritage usually. is what. Yeah. The Heritage ones are the ones that I like yeah. to cook. Family tray pack, right? Yep. The big pack. And they're uh, good size wings. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're good size wings, but those those are the ones that I like to cook. You know, and generally just take them. You can bust them up, or you can cook them whole. You what, what do you so at Memphis and May? What'd you do? Did you bust them up or cook them? no? No, no, I cooked them whole. Okay, uh, the ones y'all had last night were busted up, split flats, yeah, split them out, flats with the flapper, yeah, and then the drum. I do like how you keep the flapper when you even if you break up that whole wing, you keep the flapper on that flat. I like that. I mean, it, I appreciate that. I do too. I didn't I like do that on purpose yeah. all the time, <laughs> but but uh, you know, I got to where that's the way I I just the way I do it now because it's easier to eat when you pick it up. Yep. Yeah, and you still sk- got that flapper. Man, there's some skinny meat on that. You eat right along that little flapper <laughs> yep. line. Shoot. It's usually really good and crispy. Talk to a wing expert here. I know how to eat a wing. I mean, I can cook them as good as you, but I can eat them. But I do feel like the bone pulls out a little easier for that flat, and yeah, you know, you got the, the yep. handle. Yeah. The- so let's start. You took those wings and you split them. You, you know, you don't have to, but you did. You don't have to. But so what's you, the next step? So once you once you split them, just make sure they're patted dry. You know, try to get all the moisture off the skin that you can. Um, pat them dry. Um, once you pat them dry, usually spray them down with. I, I like to use duck fat, um, but you can use some kind of cooking spray that you have. You know, just lightly coat those wings. Getting a um, little, getting a little fat, getting the moisture off, getting fat back on. That's right. That's Do you have right. any like spray that you prefer if it's not duck fat? Um, not really. You know, it's whatever just, you got. Yeah, whatever I got in the cabinet. You know, I try canola to, spray or vegetable spray yeah, or whatever. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you can go with. I think they even make olive oil spray. Yeah, um, any of those would probably work fine. And I probably used all of them at one point or another, so they never have a bad one off of them. So you can probably use any of them. Um, so once I spray them down, you know, I usually one I'll just run you through the killer ho- or the honey go hot. Okay, I usually put the killer hogs hot rub on it. Um, first layer, about a medium coat, you know, light to medium coat it first layer, and then I go back with the with the Swine Life Grind, which is a Mark Nims rub, yeah. their barbecue rub, and I do excellent a lot, on poultry. Yeah, yeah. And I usually do a, about the same, you know, amount on. It's about even. Not heavy on either. Not one. heavy on either one. Yeah, you don't. You don't. I mean, if you like that pasty, thick, you know, bark that sets on that wing, yeah. and you put a heavy rub on it, that's up to you. But I don't do that. That's a little too muddy for me. Yeah, it gets like muddy. That's a good. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. It gets muddy once you put sauce on it. It gets muddy, and I don't like muddy wings. So, um, but so I usually do a light to medium coat of both of those on it. Um, once I do that, you know, by that time you should have your grill ready to go. You know, you run it up to about. You can go through. I would want to cook three hundred and above on the wings, uh, on the grill. Um, three hundred to three twenty-five. I try to keep it in that range. Um, Pellet grills are excellent to cook them on. There's not a lot of maintenance to that and watching, and uh, so they're really easy. So you can pretty much put them on there and let them go, and you might have to move them around on your hot spots on your grill. But you put them on a rack, or you just drip on the grill rack itself. I always put, I always put them just straight on the grill. Straight rack. on the grate. Mm-hmm, straight on the grate. But I prefer to cook my wings in a drum. Up uh, drum UDS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, if I, I prefer to cook them like that. How'd you cook them at Memphis and May? I cooked them on a pellet grill at Memphis and May. Somebody forgot to put the drum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> forgot to bring the drum. But I, so I could see that because you get the flavor on the drum is, you know, you get yeah. that extra smoked flavor. But I will say this those wings last night off that Traeger yeah. had an awesome smoke they flavor. They did. They had I mean, a good they, grill you know, flavor. They, yeah. It was not, 
you know, a bland at all. You could pick up some of the smoke, some of that grilled taste from them. Yeah. So how long? So we're at 300 degrees. We're on the grate. When are you going to start messing with them? Or are you doing flipping? Or are you, how long do they go? I usually check them about halfway through, half to three quarters way through the cook. Kind of. I want to look at. I want to see what my skin looks like, uh, especially on a drum. Now, you you when you when you're doing them on the drum, you know you're you're on that direct heat. So generally, I'll have a heat shield in the bottom of that thing to kind of keep that direct heat off of it. And just let it circulate around. You're still going three hundred on the still drum. Still going three hundred. Okay. Yes. Okay. Because if you leave it directly over that fire and that drum, you know, just running that high, it may scorch its skin on one side or the other. But uh, so what's halfway? Are we talking thirty minutes or thirty 40? to forty-five minutes? I want to open it up and just just peek at them real quick and you know pick one up and make sure that I don't need to turn them over because sometimes on your pellet grills, you know, they will they will get a little more cooked on the bottom side where it's touching yeah. the grate. You yeah. know, and I want that I want that wing to be even. If I, especially if I'm sides. cooking in a contest, yes. Yeah. So, I want both so sides even. 35, 40 minutes, flip them. Yeah. Same thing? Same thing. Let them run for 300 degrees. And then at that hour mark, you need to come back and start probing them. What, so is that your test? Are you picking them up and pulling on them? you just sticking no. them with a the thermometer? No, I'm just sticking <clears> with a the thermometer. Once I it. see that 200 mark, and your flats are going to get done faster than your drums. Um, and if you want them done at the same time, the exact same time, you know, you may want to stick your drums on there a little early. So the drum, the drum, the drums take longer than the flats. The drumettes going to take a that's, little that's longer a than the right flats. There. Yeah, know that. I guess it, it, it depends sense. on size they're, they're, too. They're, they're, you know, sometimes you wing. get them. Yeah, you sometimes you get one every now and then a wing that's got a drum about as big as your thumb. It's going. Yeah, it'll it, it'll it'll finish out about like a flat. But watching that internal temperature, that's one of the questions yeah. I always get. My skin's rubbery. Uh, you know, chicken's not coming off the bone. What can I do? I'm cooking at this temp. First, that 300 degrees is key. When yeah. you're chicken. It. Yep. And getting the moisture off that wing before you season, that's an excellent tip. And then probing it and knowing, yes, it's done. It's safe to eat at 165, but a wing is not good till mm. it gets up close to 200. Yeah. And they can take it. I mean, you think about it, there's not that much meat on a wing. I mean, it's mainly it's skin. Yeah. You know, it's got some fat under that skin. And there's some meat there. They're good. It's my favorite piece of chicken. I love them. It's football food. <laughs> but anyway, that's that's the key. Take those wings up to that high. Don't be scared to run them up 195, 200 degrees. No, I I, I don't think I've ever – I don't have ever dried one out running it up to, you know, 195, 200. And I, I mean, some of those last night were about 202, 203. You know, yeah. they went that far and they weren't dry. So One thing I like about taking them up far is they jump off the bone. Yeah. They're yeah. still moist. they still got, you know, plenty of plenty of juice in the wing, but it comes off clean in a bite, and there's can't nothing better than that. Can't stand having to pull meat off have the to work, bone. You have to yeah. work on it. Yeah, you shouldn't have to work on a chicken wing. No. It should, you know, it's not falling apart, but when you put it in your mouth and apply a little teeth pressure – <laughs> it's coming off. <laughs> so, at what point are you mixing up your sauce? You're gonna put them in. Are you are you making that up while the? Yeah, once I once I got them on the grill, uh, put the wings on the grill. I come back inside, start working on my sauce. So I'm I'm putting that you know mixing that up in a bowl. I get my uh, all my cold ingredients in there because you want to heat that sauce up. That's key. You don't want to be putting hot chicken wings down in cold sauce. Um, and I always toss my wings too. So let's talk about. This hot honey gold sauce. How can somebody go about? They may not have all the ingredients you have. They may not have the championship hot honey gold sauce. But let's start them off. Let's. I know you. I'll give you a good basic. Okay. Yeah, let's yeah, start. Yeah. Let's start it off. Yeah. I'm not you asking anybody for the secret. I give my secrets out. I'm not asking <laughs> yeah. anybody else to. You've got a few more wing contests you want to win. <laughs> let's start with that hot honey gold sauce. So, first thing is your your base is going to be your Carolina gold. Uh, sauce, which I use cattleman. Cattleman's. It's a really good sauce. Carolina yeah. Gold. And you can, you can pick those up in small bottles. You can get them in half gallons, and you can get them in a full gallon. You know, we got some full gallons here that, that we have. Um, and I use that. And then I use Frank's Red Hot Wing Sauce. The the, the wing, wing sauce. sauce. Not, not Frank's the, Red Hot Hot Sauce. Not the hot sauce. The wing sauce. Itself. What does it have already? That butter flavor mix? It's already it? got, yeah, it's already like yeah. broke up. Probably got an oil. Or it's probably not real butter. It's probably some kind of oil. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, put in Killer Hogs hot sauce, and then I mix butter into all that, and a oh, little extra butter into that. Yes. How much? So let's give a basic Ratio. measurement. Get them go. We talking cup? So or do you do a bottle bottle? No. So if you got the half gallon, if, just say you got the half gallon. Let's see what the measurement was to be on that. See, I I don't have this wrote down. I know it by okay, heart. Okay, yeah. so it's an eyeball. <laughs> you do it by feel. Well, I do it. You know, I check it and see what it. You know, what it tastes like. Yeah. Um. 
but I'll take that little half gallon. I use about three quarters of that. So you're looking at that's a good bit a quarter. The, so the, I make a lot of it when I make okay. it because that's just the way I've I've always done it. You can break it down further, but uh, once I do that, I put mm, if let's just say we use a whole half gallon. I'm gonna put about a half a cup to a cup of the wing sauce, the Frank's Red Hot, uh, depending on how hot you want it or you know how vinegary you want it. I don't like mine too vinegary. I want you to be able to you get those notes, but not too much. It ain't a hot wing because that mustard sauce has some vinegar. Yeah, it does. Um, and, and then the butter stick of butter. Yep. Yeah. Well, half a stick. I'm gonna half put a about a half butter. a stick of butter in there, a little bit of Worcestershire, and some spicy honey, like Mike's hot honey or mm-hmm. something like that. Yep. That's the only thing. No, no dry seasoning goes in the sauce at all. You don't have to do that. Mm-mm. Okay, <laughs> not on this one. <laughs> okay, and so you mix that up, and then you bring it up to a simmer, or do you have an ideal temperature that you like it to be? If you if you don't if you don't have like a I have a stainless steel bowls that I like to heat my sauce in. Okay, I bought these stainless steel mixing bowls years mm-hmm. ago. I got deep. You know, they're probably they'll hold about two to three quarts of sauce, and uh, they're great for the grill. Um, so I'll put them on the grill. Let that sauce come up, you know, really slow or put them on a hot eye and then uh, just stir it until do not let it boil. Oh, you don't want to bring it to No, yeah. no, no. That's too hot. Yeah, it's too hot. Okay. If you see it start bubbling, you need to you need to get it out of there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you see a few bubbles, it's ready. Yeah. And then just just gradually stir that. Or you can put it in a plastic bowl or some kind of, you know, microwave safe dish and just heat it up slow. You know, go go a minute, pull it out, stir it, check it. Gotcha. Put it back in thirty second intervals till you get it up to where it's warm and it's it, you know it's, it's hot enough it's not boiling. All right, so our wings are done. They've temped mm-hmm. out. They temp out. Take them off the grill. How do you put the sauce to them? All right, so usually I pull all my wings off, put them in a pan. I've got them sitting there. I take a one of these. What is the what is the bowls that we've the clear bowls with the red top? Oh yeah, they're just like they're R- rubber. The real rubber made with the snap lid. Rubber made. Yeah, they're the cheapest rubber made. Those you can are the get. best yeah. things. The shake throwaway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take it takeaways or whatever they're called. Taking yeah. throwaways. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. but you so can reuse them. Get them in yeah. a two packet, like Kroger, Walmart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's usually what I toss some wings in because you can put the lid on that and you can shake it. It don't get all over you. Um, Five but, or six, or you know. Dozen at a time, maybe. Uh, usually do four to six at a time. So small batches. Small batches. How much sauce you? Reckon I pour you about a on? about a cup of sauce in there for each batch. Okay. And pour that in there. Toss your wings. Pull them back out. Plate them up how you want to. You're done. That's it. Working batches. That's it. Working batches. So it's a rubber made take along bowl. Take along. There was something like take along. And they are fifteen point seven cup serving bowl. So it's pretty good size. It's a pretty good yeah. size bowl, but I. I buy them, and, and when I'm doing multiple, see, what I like about it, I'll do what you did kind of with the wing, the seasoning. I might cook a big grill full of those, yeah. but I'll have three or four sauces, and I'll have a bowl for each one. That way I'm not having to wash them out or, you know, go from flavor to flavor. Yeah. So the other wing you did, the what, what do you call it? Is it just your hot wing? That's, that's my version of a buffalo wing. So, so was that the same seasoning, same cook procedure? Same, uh, No. Season was different. Okay, let's uh, talk about how you season those. Then. So that one I go with a base layer of the AP, light, really light on the AP. Um, salt, and then, pepper, garlic. Yep, light to, light to medium on the killer hogs hot. And then I mix my salt, you know, same process. You still, well. 300 degrees. Yep, you still drying them and spraying them duck fat, fat before, you, gotcha. before you season these wings. And then after that, you go on the grill with them 300 degrees till they tip out at 200 degrees or right at that area. And then... Bring them in. Same process with saucing them, but the sauce is a lot different, though. It's a it's a straight buffalo. Can, can you share that one? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk. So that one. <laughs> I'm making mental notes on this. <laughs> I had to write this down because I knew I had to beat Mikey in wing contest. I hadn't done it yet. So it's Frank's Red Hot Wing Sauce. The, you know, the, same same wing hot sauce. sauce. It's yeah. the wing sauce itself. Um, I usually put. Uh, about the same ratio. I make a pretty big bowl of it, um, about a quart to you know half gallon. The big bottle. Big bottle. Yeah. And uh, once you put that in there, you got your butter goes in. Half a stick of butter, same thing. Um, I usually use Killer Hogs hot sauce to go in there with a little more flavor. And then I've got, man, I've got a list here. Let's do it. Don't be shy. Man, we got celery salt, rosemary. Rosemary, rosemary. really. They wasn't in those last night because we didn't have none in yeah. the pantry back okay. there. Yeah. But 
use okay. the one I cook them at home. This is I put rosemary. Like ground it. rosemary or just and you the can leaves. use you can use the full leaf or you can use the uh, the uh, the ones that are busted up. Yeah, you can yeah. use either one. Okay. Uh, the ones that are busted up, you know they. I'll, you understand why in a minute, but uh, anyway, so cumin, onion powder, black pepper, cracked red pepper, um, and then a cayenne to whatever level you want it at. That's where you get. That's how you get them from hot to extra hot and, and suicide. You, so when, yeah, once you mix this up, this is going to be about a medium to what would you have called those last night? Medium to hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They weren't. They didn't blow my head off. They were eating. That's the way I want to eat a hot wing. Yeah. I didn't feel like I didn't like, ooh, I can't eat another one of those. But my lips were tingling a little. Yeah. What yeah. I got from them was the savoriness. You got, I got all those flavors, whatever you seasoned it up with. Yeah. It wasn't just like, you know, you get a traditional buffalo yeah. wing. It's just butter and hot sauce. Yeah. I mean, that's just, it's kind of neutral. But when you have those flavors in there with it, it just, it changes the wing. Yeah. I treat, I treat this sauce a little different when I, when I do it, when I'm cooking at home. Um, this one will probably sit on the aisle on like a, not a simmer. It's kind of the same way with the other wing sauce. I don't want it to boil as soon as it starts doing it, but I will let this one sit for the entire cook. I usually make this one before I start cooking. Could you make any of those sauces beforehand, put them in the fridge, and then warm them up? Oh, yeah. I've given this one away yeah. before. So yeah. you like make a, you make a I've batch. I've made it up, put it in quart jars, and give yeah. it to friends of mine. Is there a sweet element in that one at all? Do you put any sweetener in Worcestershire. That's, yeah, oh. I knew I skipped over one. Yeah. In the in the. Sweet? It's Not a little, little, yeah. But there's no honey or sugar or anything in that no one. Honey or sugar in this one. So the 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 honey gold, of course, it's it has a sweetness to yeah, it. Yeah. And you put the hot honey in it. So mm-hmm. that's that's a unique one. If you like more of a traditional wing flavor, try that one. Now we're talking go back and talk about ratios of seasonings in there. Are you putting a teaspoon of these things like no, 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 no. and stuff? Or are you just eyeballing we're, shakes? We're, yeah, we're we're probably half a teaspoon on most of those things. It, okay. you just want those notes. You don't because if you if you put you know, you start putting tablespoons of this in there. Yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna get out. muddy. Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah. It's not gonna be good. And I guess it depends on if you scale it down. Yeah, but you could make the big batch. Yeah. Um. You know, use what you're gonna use because you're never really contaminating the wings. You're just ladling out some to toss. Yeah, yeah. You just and then put a lid on it, put it in a quart jar or whatever, and it'll stay in the fridge for a month probably. Yeah. When you get done with it, even after you've heated it, you can put it back in the jar and let it cool off, and then put it in the jar, put it in the refrigerator. Yeah. It'll, it'll keep for a little while. Or give it to your buddy, right? Yeah. But you want you want to make sure you're cooking that one or or heat, keeping that one warm for quite a while because it does have herbs in it, dried herbs. Yeah. So you don't want somebody getting a mouthful of dried herbs. So yeah. So that's yeah. that's one reason you yeah. <laughs> so you you know you taking about an hour hour and a half cook time on that one, just letting it. That's go. unique. So you get the smokiness from the cumin. Yeah. You're getting kind of that poultry seasoning flavor from some of the the rosemary and the celery, and then you're getting that pop of heat to go with the hot sauce. Yeah. From the cayenne, if you want it hot. Get it hot, huh? It gives it a lot of depth. Yeah, no, it does. It does. That was a dang good wing. Really good. Appreciate you sharing those with us today. Um, I did have a something I thought about uh, in the when we were talking about putting oil on the wing before you apply the seasonings and cook it and everything. Um, I've tried melted butter before, and it did not the work, work good. well. Mm. It it made the skin almost too tough. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking I was fixing to make some dynamite wings. I'm gonna use butter, <laughs> season it up. No, and it and it made it 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 made the skin tough. And not only that, when you start putting melted butter on those cold wings, it starts seasoning up and getting too thick, too. So and they make a butter flavored spray that I've I've got at the house. Yeah, we use um, what's that fab? Uh, we use it in the Blackstone a lot. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's, it's that, a it's it's like a cooking butter yeah. of. Man, what is this? I bought it off of uh, Amazon. Amazon and Jay Craig turned me onto it. Yeah. He uses it to make a wing sauce. It's like a, it's like the butter stuff you put down on a on a flat top when you're cooking Whirl. stuff. Whirl butter. That's yeah. what it's called. Whirl butter makes an excellent. Like, oh, like with, the ladle. Yeah, butter that yeah, you put yeah. Oh, it makes really? an excellent wing sauce, or you know, with with hot sauce. Yeah. That's probably not good for you. I'm sure that's just <laughs> chemical. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It doesn't. <laughs> It's shelf stable. You don't have to refrigerate it. It's a non dairy butter. It doesn't yeah, it doesn't get butter. doesn't get all the way congealed or whatever. Never, yeah. It stays it's liquid. For the black you just keep it over there. It never gets too hot, really. I mean it's, it doesn't smoke. I mean, that's good stuff. It's vegan. Yeah. It has to be healthy. It has yeah. to be. Is it vegan too? <laughs> Probably. Probably plant based. There's no cow in it. <laughs> but uh so this weekend you've got your fan well, tonight you've got one fantasy football draft. 
And Mikey's part of that one. Yes, he's going to be in that for the first time, right? I suck. <laughs> <laughs> I did a draft yesterday, a mock draft. Oh, yeah, it was bad. Well, I've got, now, we can get into it. Important factors for having a successful draft. Yes. Y'all want to okay. hear Malcolm's important factors? Yes. Yeah. All right, so number one. Let are we going like, are we, is number one the most important? Or are these any No, no, no particular, particular order, order, but it's just my thoughts. I brought notes to the podcast. How many years so, have you been drafting? I've been drafting for, wow. <laughs> 20? Let's go back to about 96. Okay. How long is that? Longer than I've been alive. <laughs> wow. Little Tyler, you make me feel old. This Now, it was still computer. Like, my first draft was on ESPN.com. So, there's guys that have been playing longer than me that were doing it on paper mm-hmm. and, like, really following stats before they had all this stuff. I mean, I'm not early stages of fantasy football. I've just been playing a while. That's pretty early. Yeah. And it's just buddy league stuff. I'm not a money guy when it does it. But I have how I've been successful over the years. Okay. You've won a few yeah, times. I have. I have. Yeah. Research. That's your key, Mikey. Research. Do your homework. No matter how last year went, how successful you were in your draft, research and what let me you, see what I put. What here. are you looking for in research? Um, you want to show up prepared. That's the one thing. On on draft day, show up prepared for what's fixing to go down. Number two is gonna be um think about your order of attack. How are you gonna attack this draft? <laughs> when you show up. It, it, you know, it's it's not just where you're you're going to start. <laughs> it's really not. You got to know how you're going to finish. Um, remember, it's a long draft. There's a lot to go on that day. It's a long draft. Uh, it's not. You know, that's that's just what I put here. No, <laughs> no selection you make is unimportant. Okay, right. No, so you're that. saying last round is still just. It's as still important. yeah. The last thing you select is just as important. So don't get halfway that's, through and say screw that, that's this. That's right. That's right. I don't care anymore. Don't don't. Yeah. No, you and you might get to that point where yeah. you can't take no <laughs> you more. You do. <laughs> you might. You know. You might. But you can. You have I to. Do. You have to shift yeah. over. Get to that other gear. You know. Reach down, and get and go in there strong. <laughs> way out of my Build your plan <laughs> around your core. <laughs> now you know what draft day is like. What's going to be? What's going to be available? You know what's there. Build your plan around that core. That's going to make you successful that day. Um, you know, <laughs> and, you and, and, right and <laughs> I wrote all this down. Now there, now number four, there will always be leftovers. So if you made some bad selections, there's still going to be something left. Don't, don't get discouraged. If you, you know, if you didn't get exactly what you wanted, if you missed out on something, cause you, you know, you was paying attention to something else. There's going to be some, le- there's going to be some leftovers. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a long day. Um, <laughs> When in doubt, don't be afraid to trade. If you're sitting there and you see your buddy's done made a move, done selected something, you know, start working on him. Hey man, I, you know, I got this. <laughs> I mean, you got the, when we go draft. There's a lot of food out there. I mean, I, you know, on the core ingredients, you're gonna have nachos. You're gonna have hot dogs. When I'm thinking about it, if, if Mikey's sitting over there, he's got some some pizza, and I got a wing. I might see if he wants to trade. You know, I'm doing my research. I know what's going to be there. I'm going to bring the best beer that day. I've got, you know, gold tops, <laughs> but I'm going to have some whiskey too. And, you know, think about the order of attack. You can't just go in and get the ribs. You got to start with the dips. That's right. You got to start with the crudite. <laughs> Ease your way into it, you know, and you build up or build, build your whole plan around this. That's the way I look at it. And there's going to be leftovers. No, but they ain't gonna, we ain't going to eat it all. There's going to be something left. Are we talking about food or are we talking about players? <laughs> <laughs> I was built on the food, baby. I was thinking to say, you lost me at nachos. I was off the football right there. All mine's based on draft day food. I don't know what the running backs are doing. I don't know all that stuff. The food is what I'm talking about. All those tips were how to have a successful draft day by Malcolm Reed. Um, you want Mikey's did it make any sense? Tips? Did it make any sense? Did y'all, did y'all understand what I'm trying to tell y'all? Yeah. I was picking up what you were putting down. All right, and I do have my top five. Football tailgate draft day favorites. Food? Yeah. Okay, give them to me. You want them? Okay, number five. I'm just going to throw it out there. Barbecue nachos. There's not, that's one of my football foods. It's, it's top five for sure. Number good five. One. Number four, sliders on Hawaiian rolls of any kind. It could <laughs> be the pizza sliders. It could be the traditional ham and cheese sliders. It could be little barbecue sliders. 
If it's a slider sandwich, it makes my top five. Tailgate cheesesteaks. We did those. Tailgate cheesesteaks. Yeah. Oh, those are so good. Number three, jalapeno poppers. I do love. I like a piece. Poppers. I don't care no if doubt. it's. I don't care if it's beef. If it's deer. If it's chicken. If it's dove. Cream cheese and a jalapeno seasoned up that cream cheese a little bit. Wrap mm-hmm. it in bacon. Get it on the smoker or grill. You've got a winner on game day. Mm-hmm. Any kind of football party, tailgate, wherever. You can prep those ahead of time. Cook them right there that morning or that afternoon. They're good to go. That is a good one to prep ahead of time. All you yes. do is cook. Yeah. Number two, this one has to be on your list. Brats with peppers and onions. <laughs> oh, man. How do you, we'll, we'll talk about yeah. how you cook your brats. And number one, we spent the first 30 minutes of this show talking about it. My all-time favorite football tailgate, fantasy draft football food, hot wings. All different kinds of flavors. As many as you can get. As many as you can get. Do you have all these on your menus? Um, Not at all times. This is just like of my top five I recommend that makes a um, a good draft day or a good football party or a good tailgate. What's on your menu for this year? Um, well, I'm definitely cooking some pulled pork because we have the nacho machine out, so that's going to knock out some little slider rolls. You can make, you can like, see on like draft day, you don't need to make barbecue sandwiches, and that's why I like sliders. It's it's something you can pick up, eat small, get something else. You know, they're perfect for a beer in one hand, little slider in another. But if you're trying to make a jumbo barbecue sandwich, it doesn't really go. You know? And it fills you up. You don't get to eat the wings and try the wings and the barbecue. Yeah. Um. What else are we having? Um, we're going to have and, uh, no, wings. Oh, we're having wings yeah. for sure. Another thing is when you bring that nacho cheese machine, that's really all you got to show yeah. up with. <laughs> if y'all see me stop in tonight and make my way down the food line, mind your business, okay? <laughs> we're going to have dips. Um, the other thing I wrote down we're talking about today is kind of uh, um, I could, you know, we treat them as grazing boards. They're charcuterie boards, but I was going to get into some of that if we had time, how to make one, you know, what all things I like. Well, how to do it on you, a budget. How, tell me how you make your um, brats, and then tell me how you do your. Well, so for brats, I mean, I'm a, board. I'm a start them out in beer guy. I like to, I like to cook that fat, get it rendered. I always, you know, you don't have to use the most expensive Miller Lite you can buy. Just put some beer in there. It could be the cheap stuff. You could use PBR. You could use whatever you want. If you want to go the bush, the lattes, whatever you got. Um, start out with that in a pan. I usually cut up some onions and put in there. I get my brats in that submerged in that, and I get them on a smoker. Um, and I like it to be simmering. It's like Mikey's sauce. You don't want it boiling because you don't want to bust the sausage up. You don't cook it too hot. But I want to simmer. I want to start that fat rendering so it stays juicy, kind of melt it to where it's not cooking out of the sausage. Now, once they do that, um, I usually don't, don't temp them. But if I had to guess, they're probably, you know, 135, 140-ish internal. And then I take them out and move them over to the the grill, The you know, on the grate, if you're doing a smoker on my Traeger, it's usually hotter around the edges. So I'll keep my pan simmering simmering liquid in the middle, and then I'll put my brats over towards the edge where, where the heat kind of comes up around the heat shield a little bit, and it browns them up. And at this point, you're just taking them to like 165. you got to get that ground meat to 165. And it makes for a real juicy sausage. All that moisture is inside it. You don't, you know, it's perfect through and through, fully cooked, and it gets a little bit of a smoke flavor. Now, the whole time, I've got me another little pan going with a little butter or a little of that whirl in it with my onions and my peppers. And I'm letting them salt there and saute, soften up on the grill. And when I all get done, I move my brats over to that pan. I kind of scoop those peppers and stuff over, and I put those sausages in there, and I kind of mix it up and serve it in that pan where you can get you some of the veg to go on top, put you some good blue plate on the bottom <laughs> of the bun, that sausage on there, a little spicy mustard. I mean, that's, that's perfect to me. That you do a good brat. Oh, it's perfect. It's excellent. Some people do it reverse. Some people grill them and then put them in the beer. I don't like them like that. I've and seen I don't where they take, leave them in there the entire time. I, I'm not crazy them. about that. Oh no, I got to have it browned up. I want yeah, I want the yeah. outside browned up. I think cooking them in at first, simmering it, breaking down the fat, moving them over to the grill, getting a little color on the outside, getting that browning effect going. That makes the perfect sausage. And I don't eat. I don't serve the onions up that's been boiling in the beer. I've seen people do that. I like having mine seasoned. I hit them with a the little AP too, with that in that butter. Yours wherever. still has like a little. I don't get them texture. super soft. Yeah. I want it to still have a little bit of snap, but not. A, I cook the raw out of it. It's soft, you know. But you want to know you don't want a slimy onion or pepper Mm-mm. when you're eating it. You want it to have a little texture. 
Um, so what's your grazing board or charcuterie so, on a budget? So on a but well, see, I was going to say when I think of a charcuterie board or a grazing board or whatever you want to call it, um, I go it's cured meats, all kinds of cured meats, all kinds of cheeses, all kinds of pickled products, and then I garnish with fruits, nuts, things like that, crackers. So I'll buy for a budget. To keep the price down, you can go to Aldi and get a ton of this stuff. Yeah, you can. That's really and it good. goes a long way. I'm talking salami, the little uh, pepperoni wrap, mozzarella, different kinds of sliced cured meats. Uh, you know, you got your mortadellas, your prosciuttos, all the good stuff. All the and you can buy these in little tray packs. And is it the best? Like going to a deli? I don't know. I've never <laughs> been to a deli where they had all. But I, this is the way I do it. And I can take a big board and buy, go there and spend. Twenty thirty dollars on all this the cheese and the meats and I got a heck of a board put together so that's how I do it on a budget. Now you can also do smoke sausage and smoke different kinds of smoke sausage. You know, buy different brands, throw them on the grill, throw them on the smoker, cut them up, and then arrange them in different piles with different dipping sauces, and then put your cheeses out there and some pepperoncinis and different pickles like a a spicy pickle, a sweet pickle. Usually do some couple types of olives. And I hadn't spent a whole lot of money at all on that. And it makes a beautiful board. Yeah. That to me is more of a football food board. Yeah. It's more about um, whatever you're going to put it on, make sure that it's not too big for what all you're putting on it. Nothing looks worse than a skimpy board. So if I know that I've only got two sausages and some cheese, I'm going to go with the smallest board I can and pack it on there to where it just looks like it's all built up. Yeah. But if I'm doing a bigger board, I'm going to make sure I got enough stuff to fill it up. And that's that always gets picked on. It's something that's there. And people just walk by it and stay around it and graze on it. And usually that's one thing that you don't have a lot of leftovers because it's been ate. I mean. Mikey makes a really good meat and cheese board. He can do it. Anything you would add to that meat and cheese board, Mikey? Man, it just depends on what I get my hands on. I'll throw anything on one of them boards. I will say that, you know, I'm a Bloody Mary man, but the only time – I've had, you know, when I'm serving like my fantasy draft or something like that, we don't we don't do stuff in the mornings. So the Bloody Mary doesn't go the Bloody Mary bar doesn't really go over that well. But if you're doing tailgates, you know, for those early midday games or, you know, eleven o'clock games, Bloody Marys are the way to go too. Set you up a Bloody Mary bar. That's they're fairly cheap. Just get you some good Tito's vodka and some good Bloody Mary mix and get you some pickled stuff to go with it and you can make skewers with sauce and cheese and all of a sudden you've got your whole brunch in one cup. Yeah. And it's, it's you can get crazy with them. You yeah. can. Um, I'm drafting this year for a friend who is unable to make it, but I'm getting a little help. So uh last week after we talked about this, a listener and a, a fellow podcaster um from the Rooster Watch Fantasy Football Podcast. Where so where can you listen to this? I need to listen tonight before I start my draft tonight. <laughs> um, I guess you Google Rooster Watch Fantasy Podcast. Rooster Watch. I think it's a serious po- XM. Any okay. But I'm sure you can listen online too. Any of your podcast outlets probably. Probably. But he sent me a cheat sheet on drafting, so I need you to email me that. <laughs> so I, I've I always for the past you. I don't know how many years I'll I've, share been, with I've you. been using Draft Dominator. It's like, you know, I think it's football guys. Dot com or yeah. something like that. But this year, man, I was upset today. I went on there to get my new updated one for Draft Dominator, and it's like a monthly charge now. Oh, really? So you can't just get the Draft Dominator. You used to just get the Draft Dominator and for the draft and not have to worry about it ongoing. But, man, that doesn't reoccur and build me. <laughs> sad about that. I was looking today to see if I could find something else. Anybody knows of another good draft program? We do an offline draft. Like tonight with the, with the work people and – Couple of kids, we're doing just a Yahoo, you know, auto, you know, not an auto draft, but a, it's online draft. The one I do Saturday is an offline, and we take, you know, it, it lasts for hours. Yeah, it's a serious deal. That's the one I'm. You're drafting. I'm now? drafting for. So I've got a cheat sheet that we'll see hmm. how it goes. I'm anxious to see how that <laughs> does. And Mark's p- playing for the first time with y'all's. Draft yeah, I'm tonight, not sure. He knows what football is. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about Mark McGuire and, and, and who'd he say? Chipper Jones? Yeah. Yeah. He was like, I know he was joking, but. Could barely even name he five teams. He may not be. He may not be. He may not be. He couldn't name five teams. 
I don't know if he was joking what he said. He drafts but... Brett Favre. When I <laughs> know where he's going to stand. But of course, he doesn't watch football, but he knows about the flat ball situation on the Patriots. So, I yeah. mean, I guess he follows it somewhat. He probably gets like reads like Reuters or something. <laughs> <laughs> Top news sites. But uh, after last night on the live stream, he talked about how it was his first year and he doesn't know much about it and everything like that. He's got people, he, he said he got people messaging him and emailing him, cheering him on, wanting him to win because he's the underdog. He's the underdog. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Michael's probably under, Michael and Carter could be the underdogs. <laughs> I don't know. They probably know more about football than us. Yeah. They definitely do more, no more than me. No, it's going to be fun this year. I'm excited. Football season is – it's almost here. I mean, I could, you know, I could feel it. we got one weekend to go, and then college is going to start up, and I love college football. I, you know, I watch more college football than I do probably pro football. But um, And we're going to be doing a lot of football uh, foods. Football foods. Yesterday we recorded – we do four videos yesterday, and they're all pretty much – well, three of them were football foods. Yeah. Yeah. I did do that salmon we've been talking about, but I did it in the air fryer for a TikTok video. So, and that'll be great. Yeah, it was good. It's it's awesome. And you then you it. did a. Mikey don't even like salmon. You tried it. That was all <laughs> yeah, right. Didn't like you? Uh, you did a dirty bird chicken bites. Yep. That's I, a. I did dirty bird bites with the what did I call the sauce? Dirty dip dirty, sauce. Dirty dipping sauce. <laughs> I did. Uh, my version of copycat Poncho's cheese dip, and if you know, you know. Might be the best cheese dip in the world, and I'll show you how you can make it at home. And Isn't you don't even need a, a a stove, a grill, or you don't need anything. You need a blender. The one tool you need for this recipe. Using that liquid gold. Liquid gold, but the liquid gold in it, that's what makes it. And then what was the other one? Oh, the steak skewers. Oh, yeah, I did a, a thai. spicy Thai steak stick. Favorite. Yeah, and it was with the flat iron steak that I cut across and then cut into strips and then threaded on skewer, soaked them in this um, kind of a Thai style marinade that I made and then grilled them on the Weber. Those are they real. are ooh, those are good. And we'll um, talk about all these recipes as yeah, they come out. Yeah, we'll probably talk next week as they come out and stuff. So um, we'll be talking more football foods as as the season gets kicked off. I'm excited if y'all can't tell. But yeah, if anybody's got any tips, you got a couple more hours to get them to me. I need. <laughs> <laughs> you need all the help you can get. All the help I can get. <laughs> well, cool. What else we got, Shell? Just the Palmer Home event. Don't sleep on it. Um, if you're interested in coming to the How to Barbecue Right headquarters and the VIPP, cooking a whole hog with us and hanging out, um, find out more about this Palmer Home event by going to howtobarbecuewright.com forward slash Palmer, P A L M E R. Um, we are now taking their top five fundraisers and randomly picking someone else who did not make the top that's five. That's right. That's 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 really good. Yeah. It's going to be excited. Somebody else will get to come too. And 12 people is good. Heck yeah. We're going to have a great time. So if you're interested in that, go uh, go check that out. All right. Well, uh, Tyler, tell everybody where they can find us. Hey, guys. If you guys want to be a part of an awesome community, make sure you guys head over to Facebook.com and look up Let's Get to Cooking. That's our Facebook community where there's all like, lots of like-minded folks. Uh, you can upload recipes. You can ask questions, all kinds of different stuff, and get uh, even some of us respond to certain comments and stuff and then have your questions featured here on the podcast. So That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and if you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ, right, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh TikTok and of course YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram. Hey, we appreciate everyone hanging out with us today. And um, man, we'll be back next week. Do it all again. And y'all have a great week. We'll see you next time. We gone.